Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. So we're going to continue in our study of strong faith this morning in Romans 4. These verses in this chapter I have found to be some of the best verses in answering questions about faith and how faith operates. This morning, again, let's make sure to keep our ears open to the Word of God and the spirit of wisdom and revelation concerning faith. Keep in mind how many terrible situations recorded in the Scripture were turned on a dime when the person saw and responded to faith. This can happen for you this morning. How many know it already is happening? Okay, let me, let, me, let, me, uh, let me say this just because sometimes I think we get religious mentality. Our faith is to operate 24-7. We should be in a state of fellowship and expectation with God 24-7. People say, well, that seems hard. Not if you have a close relationship with the Lord. It's not that hard. You just keep moving closer to Him and you'll be less aware and less minded of natural things and more minded of what? Heavenly things, right? So we need to keep that in mind, okay? So we need to live and expect that way. There are key phrases through these passages that are life-changing. So Romans chapter 4, verse number 16 says this, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Now specifically, these verses are talking about salvation, but specifically, if your mind in salvation and the understanding of that is just, I go to heaven when I die, then you have a limited understanding of what salvation is. Because salvation is, you do go to heaven when you die, of course. You're born again. He's the key. He's the open door to heaven. He's the way, the truth, and the life. But your salvation and the provision of salvation of, as far as grace is concerned includes heaven. But how do you know there's a deposit for the here and now? Okay? So that's a part of our salvation. So these principles of faith apply there as well. So he says this. Not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. So in other words, the door's open to everybody. Who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of him whom he what? Believed. So if, let me, let me say this. If, if you don't believe, can the promise happen? No. He, in, in the presence of whom he what? Believed. He made him the father of many nations because he believed what God's word said to him concerning being the father of many nations. Do you see that? Okay. All right, let's keep that in mind. So he goes on to say, who is the father of, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of him who believe, whom he believed. And who did he believe? Dash who? God. Who gives life to the dead. And calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Now, you could meditate on that for hours. It would do you good. And let the Holy Spirit bring you understanding concerning these things. Amen? It will help you as far as understanding faith. Verse 18, who contrary to hope, and this is where we left off last week, 
in hope, believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. So, so uh, we see here that Abraham recognized and realized, and we're going to see it in verse 19 even stronger, he recognized and realized that he needed to put his hope in a place that was outside the natural realm, because as far as the natural realm was concerned, he was deader than a doornail. And his wife hadn't had kids when they were young, let alone now they're old. Okay? So there is no expectation for them within the realm of what they see. Now this will strengthen your faith if you learn this principle. So what did they have to do? They had to change their focus, their sight, to what they can't see. And that's what faith does. Now watch. When you change your focus from what you can't see, and you begin to believe in what you don't see, it begins to change what you do see. And this is what faith does. This is what faith gives you access to. Now think about this. Abraham and Sarah. He's old. They couldn't have kids when they're young. The scripture says, and we'll read it here in a minute, that Sarah's womb was dead. So what does it need? A resurrection. Right? It needs a supernatural touch from an unseen source. Well, this is a blessing for you and me because we know the unseen source. So what is the situation you're in that needs a supernatural touch from an unseen source? Okay, now that you have the situation in your mind, put your hope in the unseen source and believe. As long as you have a promise in here, you're safe in your believing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, right? So we know that faith comes by hearing. So if it's in here, it's written, you can read it out loud and I'll just put it to you like this. Wherever there's a word from God, there's a faith available in it. Wherever there is a word from God to you, written, known, here in the Word, from the Holy Spirit. If you can hear it, if it's there, if you can read it, there is a faith contained within that Word for you to begin to cooperate with that faith, that provision, and begin to operate in it and have an expectation out of it, and you have the potential of that Word coming into the scene, even though it's unseen. How many have noticed that it is a faith fight? So this isn't for the soft. So you're commended for being here. I've ran a lot of people off. <laughs> Amen. Amen corner. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. If the minister is giving you the word of God, then it becomes an individual conversation after that between you and your maker. So, if you say, if the preacher gives you the word, and you walk away and go, no, that's not true. You didn't tell the preacher that. Ooh, 
people are like, I thought we were here to have encouragement. I encourage you not to do that. (laughs) But see, I have this issue too. I don't get the luxury of standing before God and being able to blame Dale for all my mistakes. And neither do you. You're clear, Dale. You have no... (laughs) You're free. Yeah. (laughs) I don't... we, we, We stand before him individually. Listen to me now. Not even as husband and wife. You answer for you. Now, God will take into consideration all our situations. He understands that. But we stand individually. And in me... As far as my life goes and as far as, as, as I've continued to walk with the Lord, that puts a little bit of fear and trembling in me. And I can actually feel it right now. <laughs> and it's the second time today because it happened in leadership too. So I'm wondering what's going on here. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, what do we know? We want to get so close to God that we're aware if we're off just the skosh. You know what I mean? Just a little bit. Okay, let's go to verse 19. Now, let's look at this. There's going to be some strong statements here. Verse 19, and not being weak in, he did not consider his own body. Now, look at the second part. Already what? And in quotes in my Bible, it says, since he was about 100 years old. I guess. Anybody in here about 100? <laughs> so, we're getting close. Come on, brother. Onward, Christian soldier. You get her done. (laughs) Come on, we ought to have a church with some people that can break some records physically. Amen? Believe in God. People say, well, they're old. They're useless. No, no, no. They're old. They've already lived much longer than a lot of people have. And the wisdom, and, and the older you get, you're supposed to know God better. Why? So you can turn around and mother and father the generation under you. That's part of the reason why you're believing God for a long, to be in this body a long time. Some people are like, no, I want out. Well, you have that choice. All right. <laughs> and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. And then it goes on to say, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. So we have two dead things here. Now, let me read it to you in the Amplified. He did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body, which was as good as dead, because he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's deadened womb. So in the midst of all the evidence coming to him that should have been something that we would consider today a weakening of faith, a destroying of faith, there's all this evidence in the natural that is contrary to what God said. The scripture says he didn't weaken in faith. So how did he do that? And that's what we want to know. Right? That's what I want to know. I want to know, okay, there's all this deadness in front of me. How can I still have strong faith in the midst of it? And Abraham did. Abraham pleased God with his faith. Now, do not let the devil talk to you right now and tell you that you can't do that. Because I'll see it and I'll come out there and slap you. You'd be amazed what I can see when I'm under this anointing. <laughs> Just, you know. 
It's amazing. Anyway, so <laughs> no, the word, the word, this is written for our edification. This is see, see, the word speaking to you is written so that you can look at it and go, oh Lord, this is what you say about me. And then as you're looking, you're going to see that your hair is messed up and it doesn't look like it should in the mirror. So you don't reject what the mirror of the word is saying. You fix your life to match up with what the word's saying. Now watch, watch, watch. Not in your own power. You yield to his. Now watch. Not even in your own faith. You receive his. And some people are like, oh, that makes it a little bit different. That's grace. So you declare to the enemy, I'm going to overcome this situation. And, he, and he'll try and come to you and say, well, you're just arrogant. You say, oh, no, no, I'm humble. The Lord said I was. I'm just saying what he said. And guess what, devil? You're not fighting me. You're fighting because I'm staying within the boundaries of my covenant. I'm not getting out. I'm not going to get out and stay within the boundaries. Then if I do get out, the Lord corrects us. We'll get back in. Amen? According to his word. So he goes on. He says this. He says, he did not weaken in faith when he considered basically the deadness of his body or the deadness of Sarah's womb. So just because the natural circumstances looks, look hopeless does not mean that you have to be weak in your faith. Remaining in faith is a choice. We see this clearly right here. Abraham's circumstances are yelling at him. How many have had yelling circumstances? I am sure he is having all sorts of thoughts and feelings contrary to the promise of God, but he chooses to be strong in faith toward the Lord instead of allowing all these voices, feelings, and circumstances to put him into doubting his God. So in other words, he did not abandon his new name in the middle of not having a kid. Because he went from what? Abram to... And all his employees had to start calling him Abraham. And they're like, you know, I thought I was working for a good boss, but he's went nuts. Because names then versus names now, like you, I walk up to you say, my name's Sean. You don't think father of many nations. You don't even think what my name actually means. I'm not going to take time to explain it to you, but it's wonderful. Okay, so... <laughs> Just like yours is, okay? <laughs> Look it up, enjoy it. Okay, so there's a scripture for you somewhere, I'm sure. But he didn't change his name. He just kept saying, I'm Abraham. Sarah's womb's still dead. He's still old. I'm Abraham. I'm Abraham. I'm Abraham. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Abraham. And they're like, oh, where's your kids? I'm Abraham. Why? I'm choosing, my faith has rested so heavily, and I've adjusted my being so heavily to the word of the Lord that I'll accept nothing else but what he said. And soon enough, you'll see it. But what I've found through the years, now not in this group, this group's different, but what I've found through the years is that there's a lot of people that are quick to correct you on your natural circumstances 
and how old you are and how dead your wife's womb is. But that's not the Lord. Because see, and, and here's the thing. You can't get mad at those people because when the manifestation happens, they're going to come and want to know why your life is different than theirs. And then since we're so full of grace and love, we just say, let me show you how. Yeah, that's right. Why? Because we are trained after the master. And he forgave and died for us when we were doing nothing for him. And so we'll do the same for others, right? Come on, I love what Paul says. I'm being poured out as a drink offering upon the service and sacrifice of your faith. Whoo, that is powerful love. In other words, I could care less what happens to me as long as you fulfill what God has called you to do. Oh, man, I... Ugh. That gives me power to go, you know what I mean? And it should you as well. So he says, true, so we see here, truly walking in faith seems ridiculous and foolish to the world and to the carnal, natural-ruled Christians. There are many Christians that will argue you, with you on this. I can believe God to move in my life no matter how bad it seems to get. Watch, nothing can stop my faith. I can stand up and declare victory in my life despite how I feel and what the natural is telling me as long as I have the promise of God for it. Jesus did this all the time in his earthly ministry. He went about what? Doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the... Yeah, he did. The conflict comes every time we see a promise to us in God's word and have experiences and thoughts that are contrary to the promise. People of faith choose to agree with God. Something that has helped me through the years in my own life in dealing with tough situations is always stay on God's side. I know it sounds simple, but it, you really have to do it. You have to choose to do it. Always stay on God's side. Watch. It is a mistake to judge the teaching of God's word by the degree of success attained in any age. Right? It's a, it's, it's, it's a mistake. Well, they didn't have this. You, you do realize this, and this is something that the Lord really turned in me. You know there was a point in the church where the reformers found out that salvation was by grace through faith. They lost that truth. I mean, you would never think that you could lose that truth today. I mean, for all the denominations there are, the real ones agree on that point. Salvation is by grace through faith. But you realize the reform, the, the, the religious system had so taken over the minds of men that it was a huge, astounding revelation that you're born again by grace through faith. The gospel, or I shouldn't even say the gospel, but the doctrine or the, the false doctrine of work saving you had taken over. So we can't, we don't want to make the mistake. When we see it in the word and we know it's for us today, we, can, we need to attach to that thing and believe God even if the rest of the world does not. And I'm talking about the church world. Amen. And this statement is true regarding any and all truths clearly taught in the scripture. So, also in verse 19, what do we see? Abraham did not ignore his body's condition or his wife's. He, wasn't, he, he didn't go around saying, her womb's not dead, her womb's not dead, her womb's not dead. That's not what he said. He called her Sarah, 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 
Sarah. In other words, mother of. Mother of. He, called, he didn't say there's no, there's no deadness in her womb. There's no deadness. In, that's not what he's calling those things that be not as though they were. He's not calling the things that are as though they're not. So if the doctor says to you, you have such and such. If the diagnosis is there, it's there. But by his stripes. So what am I doing? I'm taking, uh, out of the spirit world, I'm taking another truth to combat this spiritual lie. Come on, go back with me, go back with me. Jesus went about doing good and healing who were oppressed of the... Did he give credit to God for the sickness? Careful now. Come on. Come on, faith people. I love it. <laughs> now you're in a conflicting place. Well, I heard somebody teach. Well, you better go back and study the scripture. Right? Who came to steal, kill, and destroy? Jesus came to give and life more abundantly, right? The other one that I'm quoting is Acts 10.38. You heard about the burglar that broke into an old lady's house? No. He broke into the house. And she was in her room going, Acts 10.38, Acts 10.38, Acts 10.38. And the burglar... Calling the police. The burglar ran out. The police caught him. So why did you leave? She had an axe and a 38. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Faith is not denial of a problem. Abraham looked at the deadness of his body and the deadness of Sarah's and said, This is nothing for our powerful God. He will quicken us and bring us back to life physically and we will have a son. The next verse tells us how he did this. There is an unseen substance that can create what you need in the seen. Listen to me now. Between praying and seeing the reality of what you prayed for is where the enemy attempts to derail you from the tracks that lead to the manifestation of God's promise of your life. And those tracks are faith. Abraham did not say, well, it hasn't happened for a year yet. I'm changing my name back to Abram. He stood his ground, right? Didn't change. Dake says this, the commentary, go on believing. How many times prayer fails to get an answer because of failure to continue believing until what you have, what has been asked is received. Your symptoms your boss, your income, your bills, your family, and sometimes your friends are going to talk to you. They are going to say to you, it is too far gone. You might as well give up. It's too hard. Just quit. Circumstances have a voice. This is where we need to open our mouths and call those things that, do, that be not as though they were. Or I could say it this way. The areas of your life that are not lined up and showing the promises of God need a good lecturing in the name of Jesus about how they're going to change and line up with God's promises. You can speak forth. Now, I didn't say that. Jesus said that to you. 
We just read it in Mark eleven twenty three and 24. Whoever shall say unto the mountain. But you've got to believe in your heart, right? And that's easy. And you say, how is that easy? I know it's easy because faith comes by. So just let the faith in the word settle and resonate and stir in your heart. And then allow it to lead your tongue in confession. Say what he said, amen? Say it over your kids. Recognize where you're at. Understand the situation, sure. But don't make that your God. Make sure you stay with your God. Because see, the example that's being given to us right here is very simply this. The reason why Abraham and Sarah received the promise of Isaac is because they did not allow the circumstance to dictate their faith. They allowed strong faith to be cultivated within them, built up within them, because they kept their focus, they kept their eyes on the Lord and what He said. If you want to have strong faith, you've got to keep from wavering, vacillating back and forth. And how you do that is you keep yourself focused on the promise. In, guys, I have done this so many times. I know you have too, but let's increase in it. In the middle of horrible circumstances, you stand up and go, God, you're God. This situation's not. Go ahead, God. Let's go ahead. I just, let's show off. You know, it's, it, you know, that's actually biblical to pray that. You know, God said about himself, I searched for other gods, but there are none. And it's not because he's bragging. It's just because it's true. <laughs> right? It's so powerful. It's like God was like, yeah, I did a search through what I created. There are no other gods. Well, you would know, Lord, you created everything. You know why he said that too? Just to irritate the devil. Because <laughs> why the devil's running around going, I'm a god, I'm a god, I'm a god. And God's like, puny god. You right? Does that help you? So that's something to practice all week, right? Even while you're cooking Thanksgiving meals, you can sit over your work, stand over your work, and go, the promises of the Lord are coming to pass in my life. You can feel overwhelmed, and you can go, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Come on now, some of you, you can do it through your tears. Come on, you can do it through your tears. This is not an emotional thing, this is a spiritual truth. You can make your tongue move when it doesn't want to. You can feel like fear is trying to totally control you and you can stand up and go, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You can stand in the middle of contrary circumstances, even if it's lasted a while. And you can go, God's working right now. You just don't know it, devil, but hang on. Here it comes. You can stand in the face of a, um, of a mountain and go, you're in the sea already. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> I 
Now, see, people say, well, you're crazy. Well, they called Jesus crazy and Paul crazy, so I'm in good company. But it's just because it's contrary to what you see. And your natural mind is offended by that, even as a believer. But you can transform the way you think by the power of the resurrection and the word of God. It'll change the way you see a situation. All of a sudden, how many have done this before? You've been reading through the scriptures and all of a sudden it's like, boom, the situation lights up. And you go, I know exactly what to do. I live for those moments. And I go, oh God, you're moving. And he'll say, Sean, I'm just showing you a little. Just stay with me. Because it's going to get better. If you will open up your heart to him, there's no telling. You don't know. I don't know. We cannot fathom what the Lord has prepared for those who love him. And heaven is that close. With a veil is so thin. We just step on over. After you're done with your work. Because if you leave me here with extra work, I will find you when I get to heaven. Somebody say, I fulfill all my call. I understand. Did you get faith? Did you get fed? So you, you're, if you're filled up, you're fed, you're ready to go. So you've got a week in front of you to practice. All right? You've got nutrition in you spiritually. It's time to lift weights. Time to go to work. Amen? Walking in love, walking in the spirit, being led by the Holy Spirit, being a witness, being light. Come on, make no provision for the flesh, right? Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh, amen? You don't want to do that. You've been given faith, now use it. Use it. I mean, start to picture yourself being a terror to the devil, Rather than, you know, like the minister that uh, told Brother Hagin, Brother Hagin asked him, he said, how are you doing? He said, well, I got the devil on the run. And he said, oh, Brother Hagin said, that's great. He said, the problem is he's chasing me. <laughs> how many know the scripture says you're to chase him? Yeah. Right? So when the battle hits this week, when you come up against something for the word's sake, stand up and go, uh-uh. This is what I'm declaring. I'm moving forward. Come on, say it with me. I don't, I don't. yield the fear. Yield fear. Amen? Yield. Don't yield. And people say, well, it feels like it overtakes you. And I understand that. I, I totally know what you're talking about because I was there at one point in my life. And what, ha what, what you're actually dealing with is not that the devil is stronger than you. What you're dealing with is that for years you've had the enemy and he's been able to form a certain thought pattern and belief system in you. You actually have all the power within you to dominate it. You just need your head lined up with your heart. And sometimes that takes time, but we'll be patient, amen? Keep moving forward. Say this with me. Say, I don't stop. I keep moving forward. Amen? Thank you for taking the time to listen today. 
If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com. 